Hello, this is Merritt Robinson, Senior Pastor of Infinite Christian Fellowship. Welcome to the Infinite Flow Show, where hip-hop, the gospel, and sports intersect. And this weekend is a special weekend, because it's old-school Christian hip-hop weekend. Enjoy. Two steps behind, reminiscent of the ways of the world today. Look at the clock, the revolution ain't far away. Now it's time to play, but still, the matter at hand. The ascension of war leads to the fall of man. We battle for land, battle for dollars and change, and the battle's the same. Go win on inside of your brain. And yo, yo, some of us live an equivalent to a venomless reptilian star without finishing it. With no beginning, no middle, no contents exist. What remains is a bottomless pit of false ambition. We got sight, but no visions of peace. The mighty dollar. Got us all in the leash. Stakes is high. Soon we'll be able to reach way beyond that. Ready for combat. So, yo, we need to stand up. Make a decision. Cause the only time left is now. The time given. It's a matter of living or matter of looking for the truth and the powers in you. So, all my people. We gotta get up. Get up. We gotta get up. Get up. We gotta get up. Get up. Get up. Get up. It's on you. It's on you. And there's so much to do. And there's so much to do. We gotta get up. Get up. We gotta get up. Get up. We gotta get up. Get up. From the bottom of our hearts to the top, pumping God's blood through my veins. Bang. Handcuffed to Jesus Christ and feet shackled and chains. And we don't want to be free, we just want to see thee. Savior and creator of the heavens and seas. G's not necessary because we only need two knees to bow down and worship G. Oh, man. Working I'm a ho- 
hopes and salvation Cause thinking of me in this nation is frustration You brought me here, I guess I will on your own well, And now you're looking at me like bone out But I rejoice in God, yet I sing in tears If you didn't want the Christian, why you bring me here To hurt me, to overwork me, or to disperse me Or make me overlook the grace and mercy I ask for peace, but the only peace I ever really get Is the end piece of your billy stick But I still stay Christ-like and humble Although I'm living in the concrete jungle Where you treat me like a beast and embrace me But when I start acting like an animal You cage me up Separated from my family and peers For years and years Only God know the tears of a black man We spit the catch on fire Internationally I inspire Peasants, sire, MCs, choirs All inquire about God's empire My ability makes room while the speakers go Your tune to the station that caters to the nation of hip-hop And I'm on it, cause I want it while you iced out with diamonds I bring color to airwaves like an awning With microscopic topics in my block When I dropped it, you had to rewind and re-rock it Couldn't get caught with natural optics I made y'all close your eyes, open your mind, open your mind The reason to my rhyme, read the seasons and signs And each letter, word, line, bar, verse, hook, song Take you through a path, 24 years long Leaving legacies, centuries after I'm born I am your voice, I My brothers, it's dang, it feels good to be alive, my brothers. Bless you, see the age of 25, my brothers. It's here, slugs fly from 45s, my brothers. And leave you dead on the floor, your eyes wide, brothers. Mom's surprised, she cried, the sons of white lovers. The suspects, young and bold with black lovers. Ski mask, dickies, is black with black chuckers. The soccer, continuous, making your fam suffer. I'm thinking of myself, yo, haven't we seen enough of the blocks going wild for the thugs and drunk humpers? And cops circling spots, itching to come covers. It's all now, I'm speaking my piece to reach. Brothers, before they all rest them in peace, deceased brothers. My live wire toting and ready to squeeze, brothers. Chill before you find yourself locked in the beast, brothers. I see this song again. I'm trying to reach out my dudes. Go and call your friends to show. I'm trying to talk to you. I'm trying to talk to you. I see this song again. I'm trying to reach out my dudes. Go and call your friends to show. I'm trying to talk to you. I'm trying to talk to you. Another toast for my steadfast in the Lord with small stunnies. I'm on the court repping the Lord, of course, Dunny. Either all falling or broke, they still fun me. It's real recognized with a deal, they still love me. What's happening? I'm back in the lab, the flow's money. Cause everybody needs me, I'm raw, the flow's crunchy. So say what you want, it's a rap just like mummies. Cause most of y'all mad at your life like Al Bundy. But not me, I'm still on my grind till I'm comfy. It's still land, I'm hustling hard till God cuffs me. It takes me up to the heavens when God snuffs me. It's all good, I'm still in the hood, but God wants me. Exactly, the rubble apostles meet Dunny. So look out, the killers is running. For me, Dunny. The next time to live for Christ like me, Dunny. Cause they all up in the world up the curves like me, Dunny. I see you song again. I'm trying to reach out my dudes. Go and call your friends to show. I'm trying to talk to you. I'm trying to talk to you. I see you song again. I'm trying to reach out my dudes. Go and call your friends to show. I'm trying to talk to you. I'm trying to talk to you. Spirit whispered to me ain't long before they're all gone I looked around and seen dark streets of sick 
pleasures. I want corner corrupt cops of all measures. A young woman and man looking for fake treasure. A drug abuser, you looking for false pleasure. What kind of children I raised in this wicked alley? A tear fell from my eyes. And as a tear reached the ground and spread, then the city became a valley. A valley of dry bones. That's as far as my eyes can see. What kind of place could this be? Spirit looked at me, took me by the hand, started walking through the land. He proceeded to tell me God's plan. That these bones represent the living dead you just saw. Bones God created, but devil made hardcore. I'ma need someone to speak the words to restore. Prophesy to these bones and get them ready for war. That's for real, God, I'm with that. Ask me with my Bible, I said I'ma go and get that. Give me all the words, God, you know I'm down to flip that. Hardcore, message of the gospel, I'll kick that. Enemy need to get back, I said back and took a look around. Everything was safe and sound. Felt my heart thumping and I felt my chest pound. Anointing that he placed on my heart. Made me know I was appointed by the king from the start. Stay together, not disjointed, and from him I don't part. Yo, for real, he give me strength to fight the fiery dust. Then speak to the death and the dry bones of ages. I'll give him breath as I turn back the pages. Pages of time, back when once it was mine. But it fell to the drugs and the sex and the crime. Hey, yo, around the way, girls, pearl diamonds in the rock. 
off, some refine in the fire, others wind up getting stuck under the market. Maya, young ones looking tired, living like a date on their dreams have been expired. No desire for the future, it's about what we used to. Change came with dirt, laid the track, and that fueled the fire. New breed, dangerous live wire, mixed on a two inch, making it sound clean. Still, I plan to live in extremes, explode in this microphone dream. Me and my team, fiends for the rush of the music. Don't be sweating how we use it. Tracks get abused when the rats are around. Even the Show respect when we check one, two People be running their mouth But still they love what we do Writing more rhymes Ways colliding with the shoreline From the rat holding your mind I feel the rush Enjoyed the music mix. Now we have a gospel message by Pastor Merritt Robinson. This morning we're in Revelation chapter 2, verses 1 through 7, and we're going to look at the address or Jesus' address or admonition to the Ephesian church. And starting out at verse 1, it says this To the angel of the church in Ephesus, write, These are the words of him who holds the seven stars in his right hand, who walks among the seven golden 
lampstands. Remember the last couple of weeks as we've been going through this, I've been telling you guys that this letter is a letter that is derived from God and specifically Jesus as he is giving um, information to the apostle John so that he can transmit that to the seven churches in Asia Minor. The seven churches are Ephesus, Smyrna, Pergamon, Thyatira, Sardis, Philadelphia, and Laodicea. Now, remember, I stated this, that the number seven is the number what? The number of completeness. And so even though the specific messages are directed to just seven churches, because it speaks of the the number seven speaks of completeness, it's actually a letter that is directed to all of the church. So the church universal. So everyone should read this and then look to see about applying it to their very lives. John receives this message and he's, and it states this to the angel of the church in Ephesus, right? See, this letter is written to this specific church and note it says this, these are the words of him who holds the seven stars in his right hand. Now, remember, I've stated that the seven stars that are held in the right hand are stars or more importantly, it should be translated angels or messengers. And so Jesus is the one who holds these messengers in his hand. They are in his midst. Now, some people have translated that to mean that there are divine angels or Oftentimes you'll hear people talk about that you have a, uh, a personal angel that watches over you like a guardian angel. But if we look at the context here, actually it's speaking of the pastor or the one who is the overseer or bishop for that particular church. And so Jesus is the one who holds these pastors in his hand. And then he also walks among the seven golden lampstands. And remember last week I talked about that the seven lampstands indicate or represent the actual church. And so this message specifically for the Ephesus church is directed to the pastor and the message is to be conveyed to the church so that the church can hear what God has to say to them. Now, who is the author of the message? Once again, it is Jesus. He is the one who is mentioned back in the first chapter in verse 16. He is the one who holds the seven stars in his hand. He is the one who walks or sits in the midst of the seven lampstands. But then it goes on to say this at verse two. And specifically, here's the message. I know your works, your toil, and your patient endurance. Here's the thing. Jesus being God knows all things. He knows how the church is acting, what they are doing, how they are responding, how they are living. Oftentimes we think that there's no one who is watching from above how we live our lives, but Jesus does. Jesus knows each and every thought that you have, the motives, the intents of your heart. And note here, Jesus says, I know your works, your toil and your patient endurance. Jesus is looking down at this church and in essence saying, I see your good works. I see that you have toiled or labored to maintain Christian virtues 
and standards. Here's the thing. We should do as Christians, as a body of Christ, we should do that which is good. We should be doing things that are good and productive within our communities for each other. In James chapter two, James in essence says this, that as a Christian, I can't just say I am a Christian. It must be reflected in what? How I live my life. In the ways that I speak to each, to others, how I communicate with my brothers and sisters, how I love them. And so it's no good just to say, I'm a Christian. My Christian walk must be reflected by the way that I live my life, how I do things, how I live within the community that I live in. James says this, what good is it, my brothers and sisters, if you say you have faith, but you do not have works? Can that type of faith save you? So faith by itself has no works. James says it's dead, but someone will say you have faith and I have works. James indicates, show me your faith apart from your works and I by my works will show you my faith. And so James is indicating you can't just say that you have faith in Christ. It must be reflected in the way you live your life. You show me your faith. I will show you my faith by my works. The church at Ephesus, Jesus says, you have works. You have demonstrated that you are faithful in Christ Jesus, that you have an exempt or that you exemplify faith in Christ. But then he goes on to say this, And you have patient endurance. See, despite the persecution and the trial, and remember, this church is living during the time that the Roman Empire is in full-fledged, blown autonomy. It is ruling the world at this time. Remember, in the Roman Empire, the individuals who were found in that kingdom were to worship whom? to worship the Roman emperor. And so remember, as a Christian, it was difficult because on one end you have individuals and you have the Roman empire saying, worship the emperor and only the emperor. But as a Christian, you are to worship whom? God and God alone. Remember Deuteronomy, Deuteronomy says this, there, hear O Israel, the Lord God, the Lord God is but One, that is the one and only one that we are to worship. In the book of Isaiah, the book of Isaiah says there is but one Savior and one God. He is the one that we are to worship. And so being a Christian during the first century, you could find yourself at odds with the Roman Empire. Who is it that I should worship? Well, if you're truly a Christ follower, you need to worship God and God alone. And so despite the persecution, the trial, this church patiently endured. They remained faithful. They were waiting upon the return of Jesus until he called them home. But then John goes on to say this. I also know that you cannot tolerate evil doers. The members at Ephesus, they could not stand those who thought, felt, and did evil, wickedness, or were committed to evil. 
See, the environment bred impurity, but the church at Ephesus was committed to staying pure and righteous. Think of the, the world that we live in today. There are so many things that come against you to, that tell you live unrighteously, do wickedness, do evil. And you constantly have to stay or make a stance that I am not going to live in an unrighteous manner. That's what the church at Ephesus indicated. We are not going to live unrighteously, unrighteously, but we're going to stand for righteousness. They could not tolerate evilness. They could not tolerate unrighteousness. I think of sometimes when you, you, um, if you're watching TV or you're watching a movie, sometimes if you're really honest with yourself deep down as you're watching a movie and you have someone who's a good character and a bad character, sometimes you can find yourself doing what? Rooting for the bad guy. Some, if you're honest with yourself, you're like, man, I kind of like to see him get away with it. But we need to say, you know what? No, man, we never ever promote unrighteousness or evilness. I remember one time I went to lunch with uh, some coworkers of mine and we sat down and we ate. And then when the waitress brought our check, she missed two of the meals. And so there were four of us and she only charges for two of the meals. And so the guys that I was sitting there with, they're like, let's go. We, we, we're only going to pay for two of these meals. Let's get on out of here. I said, listen, wait, wait, wait. That's not right. She made a mistake and we are going to try to capitalize on it and we're going to shortchange the restaurant and her. And they're like, yeah, but we can get away. And I said, well, you guys can leave, but I'm going to make sure that she corrects the mistake. See, that's righteousness. See, we can see there's times where you can just little things. You can say, okay, let me, let me take hold of that. Just that little evilness, that little bit of unrighteousness. No, let's stand for righteousness at all times. The church of Ephesus, they could not tolerate those who were evil. That's how the church should be. Let us stand up for that which is just and righteous. But then John continues here as he continues what he has heard from Jesus. And you have tested those who claim to be apostles, but are not, and have found them to be false. This should remind us of something. Remember in the letter of Second Peter and also in Jude, it indicates that these, the apostles and Jude, they were reminding the church of how they should combat false teaching and false apostles. Remember in the uh, letter of second Peter, the apostle Peter is always constantly utilizing. I am reminding you. He utilizes that terminology. I am reminding you. Well, John utilizes the same terminology and he says, I am reminding you of this, that you need to continue to test those who claim to be false apostles, who are promoting false doctrine. See, anyone who indicates they are a follower of Jesus Christ, and especially if they are in leadership, we should do what? We should test them. 
We shouldn't just promote somebody and put them in authority. We need to test to see if they stand for righteousness. We need to test their character, their nature, their essence. It's, it's kind of like this. I remember when I first started dating my wife, I needed to test her to see if she truly was a Christian, if she was a follower of Christ Jesus. I couldn't just allow her to come into my life. I didn't know what type of person she was. So I had to test her to see if she was worthy of being Mrs. Robinson. And she passed the test. She passed the test and she was worthy. Well, we need to do that in all aspects of our lives. We need to test individuals to see if they are worthy. And we also, more specifically, we need to test those who are teaching us, who are indicating that they are teachers of the gospel. And so the church of Ephesus, you know what they did? They had these apostles, these teachers who were coming in and they tested their actions and their words to determine the sincerity of their faith. See, these individuals were coming to the church and they were saying that I am an apostle. I have been sent by God and they tested them and they found that they were not worthy. They were false teachers. They were false apostles. See, if we look throughout the pages of scriptures, we will note that that is how the church should act. That's what the apostles were teaching the church and the church membership. Test those who come. But then John goes on to say this in verse three. I also know that you are enduring patiently and bearing up for the sake of my name and that you have not grown weary. Once again, Jesus commends this church for enduring patiently. But in addition, they were zealous for the name of Christ Jesus. They were passionate about the name of Christ. They were promoting his name, his honor and his glory. Once again, Roman culture promoted Caesar and stated that you must worship Caesar. But the church boldly proclaimed Jesus is Lord. Jesus is King of King and Lord of Lords. Despite the reality of persecution and hardship, they were going to bear up the name of Christ and not grow weary. Thank you for listening to the message from Senior Pastor Merritt Robinson. If you would like further information about the ministry of Infinite Christian Fellowship, please go to www.infinitechristian.com. Once again, that is www.infinitechristian.com. Thank you. Yes, sir. Yes, sis. If you can hear through hip-hop, then hear this. Here it is. Fresh off the presses. Here to lift souls and clear all depression. Uh. Cause I know what it's like when the sun's all shining But your soul feels night Feels like you're caught under gloom's dark presence With a little light shining like the moon's sharp crescent Talk about it. How many days going by when I said I was going win And I ain't even try I wake up at half court The day is half gone Time left on the board is mad short Rushing my shots, I hurry out the door I don't pray, I don't take my worries to the Lord how much time does it take to run the floor? Get the stopwatch and maybe The I Infinite Flow Show, where hip-hop, the gospel, and sports intersect. Welcome to the sports segment, where we cover the best of the week in sports and shine the spotlight 
on the brighter side of professional competition. Fasten your seatbelts because we're getting started. First up is Sports Express, Infinite Flow's top headlines. Olympic gold medalist Simone Biles says she openly shares her Christian faith with the children she meets so they can learn how it has helped her get through all of life's challenges. The 19-year-old gymnast won four gold medals and one bronze at the 2016 Olympic Games in Rio. She is also the first woman to win three consecutive world all-around titles before the Olympic Games in Rio and is the most decorated American female gymnast in world championship history. The head coach of the NBA's Detroit Pistons ripped into conservative Christians shortly after President-elect Donald Trump's win on Election Tuesday for embracing the New York City billionaire. Addressing the strong support Trump got from evangelicals, Van Gundy felt Christians betrayed their values to support the real estate mogul. Said Van Gundy, you read how he was embraced by conservative Christians, evangelical Christians. I'm not a religious guy. But what the expletive Bible are they reading? I'm dead serious. What Bible are you reading? Van Gundy asked. And you're supposed to be, it's different. There are a lot of different groups we can be upset at. But you're Christians. You're supposed to be, at least you pride yourself on being the moral compass of our society. And this has been Sports Express, Infinite Flow's top headlines. And now, plays that made you say, whoa, Infinite Flow's top countdown. Number three, Washington Redskins at the Dallas Cowboys fourth quarter. Dak Prescott scrambles to the end zone for a touchdown. Here's the call. Prescott keeps looking for Witten. Going to run and score. Touchdown, Dallas. Number two, Pittsburgh Steelers at the Indianapolis Colts. First quarter, Big Ben Roethlisberger connects with Antonio Brown for a touchdown. Here's the call. Against Vontae Davis, going to go that way and take a shot, and Brown caught it for the touchdown on the back shoulder. If you leave one-on-one coverage against anybody on God's green earth, Ben Roethlisberger still in that ball. I mean, that you can just write that down. That's a fact. And then you're going to get a chance to see Antonio Brown dance in the end zone. And Infinite Flow's number one play, Norda Dame at USC second quarter, 10-7 USC. Punt returner Adore Jackson returns a Notre Dame punt for a score. Here's the call. On fourth and 21, that's Tyler Newsom. No problem with the snap there. And he's able to get it away. Takes a bounce. Here's Adore Jackson. Trying to set USC up. And then some! Punt return, touchdown! And now it's time for the Did You Know segment, Facts, Figures, and Head Scratchers. The college football playoff, a four-team seeded postseason format which began for the 2014 season and replaced the Bowl Championship Series, or the BCS, is controversial, but nonetheless a solution that is satisfying millions of college football fans across America. Did you know that the 2017 college football playoff national championship game is scheduled to take place on January 9th, 2017 at Raymond James Stadium in Tampa, Florida? The two semifinal games are scheduled for New Year's Eve, December 31st, 2016 at the Chick-fil-A Peach Bowl in Atlanta and the Fiesta Bowl in Glendale, Arizona. Did you know that a 12-member selection committee selects and sees the four playoff teams? Number one will play number four, number two will play number three. The original number of the committee was 13. 
Did you know that the two winning teams of the semifinal games advanced to the title game, which determined the Division I FBS College Football National Champion? This replaces the heavily criticized BCS postseason system, which ran from the 1998 to 2013 seasons and was often accused of unfairness relating to team selections. Did you know that the college football playoff generates higher revenue than the BCS, resulting in at least double the annual revenue for each of the 10 football bowl subdivision conferences? Did you know that the college football playoff trophy presented to the championship team is handmade, stands 26 and a half inches tall, and is constructed from 24 karat gold, bronze, and stainless steel? And finally, did you know that the playoff is contracted from the 2014-2015 season through at least the 2025-2026 season? And this has been the Did You Know segment, facts, figures, and head scratchers. And now it's time for the final buzzer with Infinite Flow's Miguel Mendoza. The Detroit Lions rallied in the fourth quarter for the seventh time this season and finished off a season sweep of the Minnesota Vikings to take hold of first place. The 7-4 Detroit Lions have kept fans in suspense by playing in tight games that have been decided by seven points or less in each one of their contests this season. With a win at home on Thanksgiving Day against the Vikings, the Lions positioned themselves as division leaders in the NFC Central. They also set some milestones that some Lions faithful would rather not have them set. Since 2008, eight teams have trailed in the fourth quarter in each of their first 11 games of a season. The 2016 Detroit Lions are 7-4. The other seven teams went 4-73 combined through 11 games. Similarly, according to Elias and ESPN stats and information, two teams in NFL history have seven wins in a single season where they have trailed in the fourth quarter the 2016 Lions, and the 2009 Colts that were also coached, coincidentally, by coach Jim Caldwell. That Colts team went 14-2 and and reached the Super Bowl. Chaos, no doubt, is the new norm for the Detroit Lions who have embraced their current identity and keep on finding ways to win in the fourth quarter. They have proven the old cliche true, it's not how you start a game, but how you finish it. Despite the unorthodoxy of how they have managed to win games, the bottom line is this, they have won games, crossing the finish line as it were, though trailing in the fourth quarter of each of their contests. The practical application when thinking about the Detroit finish strong Lions is this, though life's twists and turns may have you down through quarters one through three in life, no matter where you're at in life, so long as God has given you breath to fill your lungs, there's always room to change for the good to finish your fourth quarter strong. Whether it's getting back on track in life, whatever it may be for you, mending a broken relationship, doing the right thing, or just simply reading your Bible and praying every day, finish strong in whatever you do and do it well as unto the Lord. And that, my friends, is the final buzzer. Thank you for listening to this episode of our podcast. We will have new episodes every two weeks, so come back and join us for the Infinite Flow Show, where hip-hop, the gospel, and sports intersect.